What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Co-op Couch. Here with Luxon as or Anthony, as always, Luxon. Cheese. Uh, today, you know, we we recorded the last episode for you guys, and in that episode, we had mentioned, you know, the PlayStation subscription service and the updates to that, and we realized we hadn't covered that in an episode. And so today, that's exactly what we're doing. We're gonna go cover, you know, the information that we have and we know about the PlayStation Plus subscription service and the changes that are coming to that. Uh, it's kind of really cool. Um, so the overview is they're adding they're adding downloadable content or streamable content from old PlayStation games to it for an increased pro- uh, increased price. Um, but it's really neat because it seems like they're going all the way back to like original PlayStation One games. So I I don't know. I think this is something that people have been wanting. Like as far as like backwards compatibility for a little while now, and I think it's really neat that they're they're finally bringing this up, almost kind of like um, Xbox Game Pass. Yeah, I think uh, initially we had mentioned uh, like backwards compatibility, something that everyone asks for and everyone wants, and we mentioned you know in our last episode it was it was about the the leak for uh, Switch Online to have more emulated consoles and. And we said, like, this is what people want. People are willing to pay for it. Why are we not doing it? Um, and sure as shit, PlayStation's jumping on board. Now, I know personally that PlayStation has been dealing with uh, a lot of relatively agitated fans in the last couple of years because for the last two or three consoles, they've promised uh, two. Just two, five and four, because three had it, right? Three had a fuck ton of backwards compatibility, and everyone was pissed off because they were saying, why why aren't you doing it again? Four promised backwards compatibility. They never executed. The, the PS5 was supposed to have backwards compatibility, and they didn't, but I think this is their way of doing it, and uh, it's great. Uh, I'm... Right off the bat, I'm shocked at the pricing in, in, a, in a good way, right? Like, I thought this tier system was going to jump pretty extensively and and obviously we'll break it down here in a second for you guys but um pretty fucking solid pricing for what you're getting out of it i may very well go to the top tier myself because it'll get its use especially with a huge library of playstation classics i mean the ps3 and the and the vita you know you you go on uh, psn you can make an account you can buy a classic game i played legend of the dragoon a PlayStation 1 classic RPG I've mentioned many times was six bucks on the network, but I had no way to play it. So I had to get a Vita to play it. If I can play Legend of the Dragoon on my PlayStation 5, and all I got to do is upgrade a membership I already have to pay for, dope. Right, right. And so that's the thing, too. Is like, so the, what we have now is we have what, they, what they're deeming PlayStation, PlayStation Plus Essential. Which that's your that's your two monthly free games, you know, downloadable games, plus your online play, plus cloud storage, and that's like the base bare bones, and that's at nine ninety nine a month or sixty dollars for the year, right? And worth, then, sorry, worth mentioning too that, um, which is probably why it's rightly named essential. Uh, this service is. Like online multiplayer access is not just a perk of it; it is it is required. If you want right. to play online with your friends, you need PlayStation Plus. Right. So if you're playing Destiny, and I use Destiny for a specific example because that's this is what I had to do when I went right. out and bought my PS4. I had to buy Destiny, bought Destiny, and then also um, had to buy PlayStation Online. So yes, if you want to play Call of Duty or Destiny online with friends or anything online, you need this, right? So it's it's nine ninety nine a month or you know sixty dollars for the year, which is like honestly, if you just pay for the year, it's a fifty percent discount. So like that's that's and obviously this everything's in USD. They have it broken down for like Japan and UK, but we're just gonna talk USD here. Sure. Um, so you know fifty percent discount if you pay for the year, like that's that's nuts. Um, and and great, right? Um, and then you get the PlayStation Plus Extra, which you get all the tiers of the last one. So you get the online play, you get the two downloadable games, and then you get, uh, they say, 400 of the most enjoyable PS4 and PS5 games, including blockbuster hits uh, from our PlayStation Studios catalog and third-party partners. So that's games like not made from Sony or not made from you know PlayStation or whatever, like games that like 
third parties have put out on PlayStation. My only issue with this here, as a standalone, not going into the next ones, is currently in current gen, we're on PS5, right? Which, and you maybe correct me if I'm wrong, maybe this is what I'm having, can play PlayStation 4 games already. So really, what's the benefit of this tier? Like, if you stop at PlayStation Plus Extra, what's the benefit of this? Because well, I can play PS5 games on my PS5. I can play PS4 games on my PS5. So really, I'm just, if I have to buy the extra game. But I guess this is downloadable or streamable. Yeah. So you don't I have think, to pay for them. I think that is indeed the caveat. I think okay. it's probably a rotating catalog. Uh-huh. And you have access to those games as opposed to the backwards compatibility that exists already. I would need to own the game. Okay, so this is this is the in essence Game Pass of Xbox. That is how I am perceiving it. Yeah. Okay, that's kind of what I was thinking too. But I, you know, I wanted the, excuse me, I wanted the clarification because you know you being all up on Sony's dick, I figured you'd know. <laughs> um. So anyway, I mean, so so this is straight up like the Game Pass benefit, right? For an extra, well, actually, it jumps up pretty significantly at fourteen ninety nine a month. So that's an extra five dollars, roughly. Um, or ninety nine, a hundred dollars a year, ninety nine, ninety nine a year, right? So, but you get the the backward compatibility of the down, and you don't have to go out and buy the game. So, in the long run, you're actually probably going to save money on this, right? But what really strikes me out, or what really gets me, is the next tier, which is PlayStation Plus Premium. Um, it's uh, it's all the other benefits that you had from the previous two tiers, but the, the and the main focus here is. A catalog of beloved classic games available in both streaming and download from original PlayStation, PlayStation 2, and PlayStation Portable generations. So, to me, that means if I want to play OG Crash Bandicoot on my PS5, I can get this tier. They're going to, you know, if they have Crash Bandicoot available, I can play that on my PlayStation 5 by downloading it or streaming it. Yeah, for this for so. this monthly subscription, and I feel like this is where this really shines, and this is what they're trying to sell you on. But this is this is a really good offer. This is a really good service to offer. Yeah, so it 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 offers cloud streaming access for all of those. Um, and you know, it's funny because as we read through this list, there's there's an asterisk on most things, and that basically just says select markets, right? So. Um, some of these classics might not be available in Europe or the, you know, where, whereas in Japan, they probably have access to all of it. Like I'm, I'm spitballing here, but I think um, at its core, if you say, even with an asterisk, if you say, Hey, this mid tier adds 400 games going back to the PS4 in a catalog and the top tier adds another 340 that go all the way back. Like, I don't even care if there's a couple missing in my area because that's a very large fucking number, right? The amount of games that I do have access to versus the amount of games I don't have access to is still in my eyes worth the money, especially if it means jumping back and getting that kick of nostalgia. Like, I would love to boot up my PlayStation 5 go to the store uh uh you know the the online store that I have access to this catalog because I'm paying this subscription and I can find Crisis Core and play Crisis Core or I can right. find uh you know here's what I want to see and and this is just me being very very hopeful but I would love to see it there are games, and I, and I know I'm not the only one as a, as a gamer, whether you're PlayStation, Xbox, PC, Nintendo, doesn't matter. There are games that I love, that I remember, that are some of my favorite games that maybe a large portion of society wouldn't label as a classic, right? So when they say a catalog of beloved classics, that's great, but I want to see some obscure shit. I would love to go into this catalog and find one of my favorite JRPGs just free access whenever the fuck I want because it's a PS2 game. And like, was it, was it the best selling RPG of its time? Probably not. I don't, I think I've met one other person in my life that's ever even heard of the game. 
um, being Shadowheart's Covenant, by the way. But if I could find that in this catalog, that alone would be worth the cost to me. And then there's still another 339 to go. Right. I mean, this is a really big collection of games it's going to give you access to. It is pricey at $17.99 a month. Not saying it's not worth it. Obviously, that's going to vary person to person. Um, But adding an extra, because you get the benefits of the previous tier, of the 400 games that they said for PS4 and PS5, um, but and now an additional 340 with this tier. Uh, so that's 740 games that you have access to uh it's 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 gonna it and and the thing is and here's what i think the best part about it too is you don't have to buy them it's streamable it's downloadable for free because you're paying the subscription so instead of dropping a 60 dollar one-time payment on a game that you couldn't play otherwise or you know i guess i guess actually it's not probably not going to be 60 dollars, but like 20 dollars or whatever that you wouldn't be able to play otherwise. Now you have this streamable. You're just paying the seventeen nine a month for multiple games, right? And so, like you, you want to play Shadowheart's Covenant um, if it's on this library. And we looked. There's we have we haven't seen a list yet, so we can only speculate. Um, if Shadowheart's Covenant is on this list, you can go and play it. And you're not you're not going out to buy the game. You're not going out to buy your old console because like so, and you're, you'll be able to play this game. And I think this is such a good opportunity and accessibility moment for Sony. Um, one thing that I want to see is, or one thing that I, I thought of too, is exactly what you said, which is Crisis Core. Like they said, PSP, yep. which opens up a whole nother, like, PlayStation Portable, right? Like that was, those games were not on, or as far as I'm aware, were not on your original few. PlayStation 3. There was right? a few that went both ways. Um, yeah, okay. Like, like, um, for example, I don't know if you remember, but when the PlayStation 3 first came out, and it's it's so funny that this is coming up because I literally just learned this the other day and never thought I'd find relevance. But um, when the PlayStation 3 first came out, they they did a game called Resistance, and it was like it was like Sony's attempt at a Halo. Um, truth be told, I loved that game. I thought it was fantastic. If you've never seen Resistance, look it up. But uh, it literally is just a Halo ripoff. It's it's a bunch of marines fighting aliens like that's the whole game but um i just learned the other day that resistance was on the psp i had no fucking idea and it, it admittedly i'm not 100 percent sure it might have been a resistance title but a different game which i guess does not help your point but i do know other things released on the psp like there was assassin creed on yeah on psp and like there there were there definitely were games that were on both but yes for the most part to your point the PSP catalog was the PSP catalog. It, right. You know? Well, and I guess that's, that's the point I'm making, right? Like, you can now, like, Crisis Core is a good example, and that's, that's the first one that I saw when I, or when I thought of when I saw PSP. Imagine booting up a PlayStation 5, and you, you're able to play Crisis Core on console on your big screen with a controller. Yeah. Like, that must feel great. You know, and I'm sure there's other ways to do it too. You know, you get you can break an emulation or whatever. But but the point is, is this is just through Sony. It's Sony backed, right? Well, the funny thing about emulation too is like, like going back to Shadow Hearts Covenant, right? I streamed Shadow Hearts Covenant um, a couple of years ago because I kept telling everyone about it and why it was my favorite RPG, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'll just stream it." Right. And you know the the process. Even before they started cracking down on emulation for PC, it was a pain in the ass to find to find an emulator, to find a ROM, to find a working ROM, to find a working ROM in English, to get all the files set up so that it would run properly. Like, it's not that it was impossible. It's not even that it was difficult. It was just a pain in the ass. It's a lot of work to emulate this game. And again, the only reason we emulate is because we didn't have access to it in any other way. I would pay for that game if I could, but I can't, so I emulate it instead. If that game is in this catalog, I don't have to do any of that shit, especially if I'm already paying the subscription. I boot up my console, I go to the shop, I find it, I download it, stream it, whatever, and it's just there for me. Right. And, and the math in my head, like, it's really not that bad. To, to be, you know, whatever, 18 bucks a month, 17.99. It's 18 bucks for a top tier 
subscription. Usually when you look at subscriptions, they jump up five or 10 bucks every tier. They could have easily charged 30 bucks a month for this shit, and they didn't. But also the breakdown in my head, so we we said monthly, we said yearly, but it is worth noting there's a quarterly as well. Every three months for X amount of dollars, depending on the tier, right? This top tier is 50 bucks quarterly, 50 bucks for three months. So for three months access to these catalogs, and I guarantee you if I found Shadow Hearts, it wouldn't take me three months to beat. You pay less than the cost of a brand new game, get access to all of these games, and there is absolutely no rule saying you have to renew this subscription every three months. So pay for it for three months, check out the entire catalog. If you don't have the money after those three months or you just didn't think it was worth the cost, don't fucking buy it again. I think it's a great pricing system based on what is available to you. It's really not that bad. Right. Yeah, it is it is a it is pretty fairly priced. I will I will say exactly that. One thing to be noted here too, they have trials. Time limited game trials will also be offered in this tier so customers can try select games before they buy. So that means if there's a game that you need to download or you need to purchase before before you give into it, you can do and this is something we had years ago. I don't know if you remember or if you did this or maybe you didn't because you didn't have an Xbox. But one of the things that I would do is I would go into the marketplace on Xbox and I'd find games like Viva Pinata, right? Yeah. I had five games that had a trial and I'd go and download the trial. And then when the trial was the trial was up, I'd be like, oh, is that enough to like either A, get me into the game or B, did I like it enough or, you know, what have you. And then if I did, I would go out and buy it, you know? <clears throat> and so you're going to have access to trials too. And like, I'm sure... The trials aren't going to be for, like, the PS1 or the PS2 games. They're going to be more for, like, the PS4 or PS5 games. Or, you know, maybe third-party games, right? Games that aren't from Sony themselves yeah. that you can try out first. So it, it does say select games, but, like, that's another, that's another way to, like, we were talking about saving money or, like, cost, right? It's another way to skirt the cost. I'm uh, having a hard time... Uh discerning like like when i read when i read that and i read the the middle tier that talks about a catalog of 400 ps4 games i'm having a hard time believing that they are free i'm perceiving that as it is a catalog of what's available to you but you probably still have to buy them and i don't know 100 percent. right that's um, what i'm thinking too so 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 for the i'm i'm assuming they will put a game on the market like like let's say miles spider-man's miles morales right it's a, it's a it's a PS4 game or a PS5 game, whatever. You have access to purchase it with this service. Yeah. You can download the trial of that game and play it for like probably an hour or two and and get a feel for it if you like it or not before you buy. That's kind of what I'm thinking. But I don't think they're going to do it for like every game and I don't think they're going to do it for like classics like Crash or Jack and Daxter or, you know, probably even like Crisis Core or... um shadow hearts if that's on there you know yeah admittedly and, and this is probably just a me thing but even if like if i had to if i had access to the psp catalog and i had to buy crisis core and it was you know 15 20 bucks to me that's still worth it because again it's all about access right i can't get crisis core anywhere else or play it anywhere else unless i have a vita or uh you know my og psp with my og copy of crisis core or PC emulation, which is a lot harder to do now and uh, still a pain in the ass. So uh, still worth it to me, even if they're not free. But I think I think the classics will probably have multiple free titles because it says cloud streaming. What I would like to know, and it does not say in this blog, is if you look at the Xbox Game Pass, they can talk about how large the library is, but they do rotations, Kind of like Netflix, right? You all watch Netflix, your favorite shows, they cycle in and out. Sometimes it's available on Netflix, sometimes it's not. It's kind of the same thing. It is a subscription pass, but not all 1,000 things offered are on that pass at any given time, right? It, it might be, hey, for this month, we have this game available, come play it. And then the next month, it's not available. Or even if even if they give it to you, right? Like I know they do the, the free games with gold. Um and I'm sure PlayStation does the same thing or will do the same thing. But I guess my point is 
when we say 740 titles, I'm wondering if they're saying, hey, this is our catalog at this tier, and this is our catalog at this tier, come get them. Or if they're like, we have access to all of these, but not all at once, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I understand. Uh, so one thing to note, the Games with Gold comes, or like the, the Games with Gold equivalent for Sony, comes with the uh, PlayStation Plus, the base tier, the PlayStation Plus Essential at the 999, right? This, the two monthly downloadable games, similar to, I think Xbox has a couple more games. I think they do like three or four. It but, is now, yeah. Um, but anyway, like that's the, that, that is the equivalent, right? But I, I, I think it's going to be a library or like a full catalog. I think, based off of what this is, or how they're phrasing it, is we have, at, at this tier, you have access to these 300 games from PS4 and PS5, and they're always available to you whenever you want. They're, they're there for you. And at the premium tier, you have access to the rest of the games you didn't have from PlayStation 1 up, and they're always available. B- based on how they're wording it, or how they've worded it in the article, that is kind of where I'm leaning. I could be wrong. They don't say anything on, about a rotation or about an availability. It's just as catalog. Yeah. So, and it actually says towards the bottom of the article when they talk about why they're trying to evolve and innovate these tier systems. It, it does actually say with these tiers, our key focus is to ensure that the hundreds of games we offer will include the best quality content that sets us apart. So I would perceive that as you have access to these hundreds of games um, because if they did a rotation, it wouldn't set them apart, right? It'd be the exact same thing. That's, that's how I interpret that. That's right. not fact. I'm, I'm simply speaking for myself, but. Right, right. You know, I, I think this is a really good way to do it. And I like the idea if they're like, hey, you have complete access to all these games because, you know, <laughs> It sucks if you're like, oh, I really want to play this game, and like, I know they can put it out because they're offering the Surface, but like, now I have to wait until they actually do it. When are they going to do it? Are they going to do it? But if they're like, oh, no, here's your library, then it's no, never a, a question of what's available or what will be available. It's just, this is what I have access to, and this is all. Like, they might add more. They might improve the library, but they're not. And, and I guess, theoretically, they could take away, but I don't see that happening either. The whole point of this is to offer that backwards compatibility that we've been, as gamers, have been, have been dying for. Like, how many years has, like, God, I wish we had backwards compatibility been a, com- a conversation? And, like, it's gotten to the point where, like, Xbox put out, like, an update for the 360, I think it was. Or it was the 360 or the 1 for, like, hey, like, backwards compatibility is now going to be available, but all- only on these games. And, like, it was an update. And then, like, it's only on select games. And it's just, like, Jesus. Because it sucks when you go out and you're in general, like you have a PS4 or you have a PS3. Well, let's, let's use that as an example. You have a PS3 and you have a, a library that you've spent hard money on and you have 40 games of your library or 60 games or 100 games of your library chilling. And then the PS4 comes out and you find out that none of those games are playable on your PlayStation anymore. Right. And, and, th- and you know, then you could be like, well, just keep your PlayStation 3. But now you have two consoles. But not only that, but a lot of places do trade-in bonuses. If you trade in your PS3, we'll give you $100 off the PS4. And like, well, that's, that's a good incentive. And, and from, a, from a stance of principle, too, like I said, like the, the PlayStation 4 came out and they were, like, they were like, look, we don't have backwards compatibility yet, but it's a plan. And how many years did they go through with the PlayStation 4 and then they added the PlayStation 4 Pro and it was always a conversation. They never did it. They never said, yeah, backwards compatibility. We finally did it. Here's this update. Here's this this hardware on the PlayStation Pro that can do it. And like, nah, they just never executed on it. Yeah, well, I mean, it could be that they want it. So one thing I kind of like, and like, it could just be a timing thing. I don't know. But it seems like PlayStation kind of skirted around a while. And like, you could be like, oh, backwards compatibility would be so simple. But sure, you could probably put that out. But would have been done right and, like, that's kind of how this article that, you know, that is done by PlayStation is phrasing. It's like, we wanted to make sure we did this right and we did this good. And we didn't want to just put out some half-assed, like, oh, yeah, like, like Microsoft, right? Hey, like, backwards compatibility is only on these select few games. So, like, yeah, maybe it took them a little while, but, like, this seems great. So maybe they waited, Microsoft put out their, their version and was like, hey, here's, here's how we're going to do it. And Sony was like, how can we improve this? How can we make this better for us? And, like, maybe that's just me being optimistic, 
but well, it, it kind of seems that they were like, they could have put out backwards compatibility in the PS4 era or the PS, what would you say, PS4, PS3 Pro, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I people so. were like, oh, it's not there, you know. And it could have been like, no, we want to put it out, but we want to make sure it's done right. And we don't want you to have issues. We want to make sure we're doing what we, what we think is best for you guys. Yeah, you know? I see. So I see where you're coming from. But I guess my point is, again, on principle, like there's a difference between if they had said that and the fact that they said, hey, we are doing this, right? Like don't promise something. You're, it's like no man's sky. Don't come out and say you're going to do shit and then and then don't do it and try and have people fight arguments and, and excuses for you. Like you should have just not said it in the first place if you weren't going to do it. That That I guess is my point, right? Like they said this is our plan backwards compatibility yeah it's coming everyone would ask like why don't we have it and they're like we're working on it we're working on it and i guess technically they were here it is but you know a whole nother generation of console later um they should have just not said it or they should have said it like you said it hey we're trying to find the best way to do this so that you guys can enjoy it we're not sure when we'll get it to you when it's ready instead of saying Yes, there will be backwards compatibility, and then after multiple literal years, not doing it. Right. Yeah. Um, so one thing I want to note here is that they're going to do a tiered rollout system on this. Um, so it looks like it's going to come out in Asia, and then North America, and Europe, and then everywhere else that PlayStation Plus is offered. So it's not going to be like, oh, on this day it's released, and they don't have a release date here. I haven't seen one. I don't know if you've uh, seen any. June. I don't know if there's an exact date but they so at the very top they have a rollout schedule and it's it's but it's still um tentative uh it's also worth noting that the asia markets exclude japan and then japan comes later and i don't know why um but that is how it is listed on their rollout so first it'll hit the asia markets excluding japan that's uh at least for here targeted it even says targeting May 23rd, Japan on June 1st, the Americas on June 13th, and Europe on June 22nd. So for the most part, it is all June. Um, but well, that's next month. Well, still, starting yes. in Asia next month. Yeah. but and two still, months out from everything else. Still tentative, though. There's right, no, right. There's no uh, solid number here. Now, it's, I think it is worth saying that we are reading directly from the PlayStation blog. This was an updated post that happened on March 29th. It is May 1st as of this recording. So we're only about a month off from this update. Um, but I, I think I think it's still fair to say that even just a singular month out, these dates are subject to change. So Yeah, you know, it's always, you know, they said targeted and there's always bugs, issues, whatever, you know, things that come up. And mm-hmm. I think one of the things that I do, I do and I don't like it's not a worldwide release. I'm sure there's different reasonings behind it other than than this. But one thing is, if they release in Asia on May 23rd, right, and they find out that there's bugs and there's problems with their service, their next release isn't until June 1st. So they have from May 23rd to June 1st to, like, fix and update, right? This way, it's like, oh, like, we have ways to, like, put it out and also fix if there's, you know, if there's issues. Um... Anyway, so like we have we have we have our release dates here, our tentative release dates here. But what one thing I wanted to we kind of talked about this offline a little bit. But what are some games that you think that you either expect to see or want to see besides like ones we've already talked about? You know, like you Um, said, Shadow Hearts Covenant, and I'm like, okay. Like I said, I would love to see obscure shit from my memory that maybe isn't considered a classic to certain groups, like games that. I have forgotten about like, like I would love to boot up the library and scroll down and see ape escape and be like, Oh fuck. I totally forgot. Ape escape was a thing. You know, I like, I want that reaction multiple times over. I want to scroll through. I don't want a library. Cause, cause here's the thing, right? It is an absolute cop out. If they say, yeah, 340 additional games, um, going all the way back to PS3, PS2, the original PlayStation, PSP and I scroll through and 300 of them are, you know, third party games that sold for $10 at Walmart that 
fucking no one's ever heard of. And it's like, yeah, this right. is like this pinball game. I'm like, no, fuck that. I want, I want full titles that I remember from my childhood. Don't tell me you have 300 games and then try and sell me absolute bullshit that I could play on my phone. Right. I don't want that. That's what I'm hoping for. I want to be able to scroll through this catalog and have multiple instances of, oh my God, I forgot this game existed. I need to download it right now. Like, high levels of nostalgia and excitement for most of the catalog. That's what I want. Well, and, and what this does too, is it allows like your, 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 fr- your friend at school or whatever was like, yo, I've been playing this game. And you're like, oh, that's cool. I'll have to check it out. Or like, that sounds really cool. I'll have to look into it and never got to it. And then you're going through and you're like, oh, I remember so-and-so told me about this. Now I have a chance to check it out. Yeah. Right. Um, I think this is going to be great because it's like a lot of a lot of those extra games. Like, I mean, like I loved the Jack and Daxter like series, the trilogy. Um, I thought those games were great, and this is a wave. To the, and I, I guarantee those are going to be at, they're, they're going to be on this library. You know, Jack one, two, and three are going to be here. This is a great way for anybody who owns a PS five or whatever to to go back and be like, oh, I want to play Jack one. Here you go. And it's yeah. and from what I understand, it's not like it's a re release. It's not. It's not. Um, it's not these these games for the old systems are not um, remakes or remasters in any capacity. They are your original games. They're going to be yep. played as if you were playing them on an old PlayStation One, set to the resolution of your old PlayStation One. Like it's going to be that all all that nostalgia, all that glory, that the the, the charm of these old games. Because like let's say you know. Old games have charm. There's something to be said about like the feel of playing an N64 game or an OG PlayStation game or, you know, whatever. It has that that feel for it, and so this is this is definitely something that it's going to be just like that. And you're going to have all those. It's not going to be missing something because they took it out in the remaster. They changed the the quirkiness of like that small thing that you liked. Yeah, you know? I I think at the very least it would be really cool if we could go back and like like you and I did that unsung heroes episode. Right. And it was like, yo, what what were your top like three games that like no one's ever fucking heard of? I would love to go back and play from your list and vice versa. And like as a content creator, I'm like, that's a dope ass episode. If I can wait for this subscription service to come out, pay for it and be like, yo, I played this game from your Unsung Heroes list. This is what I think. Like episode or not, that'd be such a cool conversation. You know, I want to play games from my past and like you said other people's past that you know someone was excited and told me about this game i never got to play it right my I, cousin who you who you met um had and I, and obviously of course right now i can't think of the fucking name i'm like so ready to just text him but my cousin played uh this game for the original PlayStation. It's his favorite game of all time. The same way that I talk about Legend of the Dragoon, he talks about this game. You can't find it anywhere. It's like no one's ever heard of it. It doesn't sell. It's not on eBay. It's not. It's like this game almost never existed. We collectively have met one other person that has heard of this game and loves it as much as my cousin. So if you want to call it a cult classic, I guess it's got a small following and everyone that's ever touched it is obsessed with it. Um, if I if I can find the name from my cousin, we'll spit it out in the next episode in case anyone's curious. But I think it would be so fucking cool if that game was in this library of hundreds. Like most people might scroll past it and be like, I've never heard of this. I don't give a fuck. But I might be able to tell my cousin, like, dude, you're not going to believe it. It's there. Mm-hmm. And then I can play it and then he can come over and play it. And like that would just be so cool. Right, right. You ever, you ever, uh, one thing I'm curious about is, is, um, and, and I guess feasibly they should be able to do it, but, um, like on online games for like any of these old games, like, you know, you brought up the, the, the Halo, what well, I forget what it was called, the Halo clone for PlayStation that they did, whatever. But like old, like like let's say they put old Call of Duty games on here. Are we gonna be able to be able to play online with our friends using this system, or is it gonna be like you know just single player? I would imagine that we'd be able to play online. Like Nintendo does that with some of their old stuff. Like I can play Tetris against you on the NES online using the Nintendo Online. So I don't see that it's not possible. So I'm curious if they're gonna, but I'm curious if they're gonna offer it. Um, because like 
back in PS3, and I wanted to bring this up to you too, back in PS3 there was a game called Mag. I don't know if I've talked to you about it before, but Mag was, I think it was like 32 versus 32 massive war. I remember that. Yeah, and my, my friend got it, and it was sick. It was like, it's because it's big war zone. It's not, it's not small-scale Call of Duty, like 10 versus 10 or 5 or whatever. It's like 32 people, right? Like, kind of like Battlefield style, because it's like that big, but like not the same where it's like, oh, somebody gets in the helicopter, somebody, you know, and you have these, well, it's just like, no, like, this is just massive, and it's massive warframe, or massive war combat, and it'd be cool if, like, that revitalized because of this service, if MAG is reavailable, is, is, is available again. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see, you know, it's one thing, excuse me, it's one thing to bring the game back, and it's another thing to bring that game back on a subscription service that nowadays is revolving around online play, but it'd be interesting to see if they could revitalize it because it still requires servers and maintenance on said servers. If those servers got shut down a long time ago... Like, I don't know why they would care enough to, you know, in in a library of 340, here's this one obscure game, let's revitalize these servers. I just don't know if, uh, I guess they could host it on different servers that maybe host other things. Like maybe just have a, a, you know, PlayStation Plus extra retro servers that just houses all of the multiplayer. Right. I don't know enough about servers to know if that could even be done or if they have the, the cost and the space to do it, blah, 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 blah. But um, I know that there's certain games. Uh, so for example, uh, we, you and I have briefly spoken about this, but um, you guys listening may recall that I got Alec into Warhammer 40 K. We did a tabletop episode and um there are computer games called Dawn of War. It's like it's like strategy, Red Alert, think Red Alert, Age of Empires, you know, whatever, RTS, uh, StarCraft, but it's Warhammer 40K. And they've been out for many years. Um, they were made by Relic and some other company, and they went under, and the servers closed. Steam picked up those games they are now on steam matter of fact if you have the old copy game you can send a picture to steam as proof and they'll give you a key for the game on steam um and they open servers so that you can play multiplayer through steam even though the games are dead (laughs) so it's obviously possible and i'm sure it probably doesn't take as much because they're older games but yeah remains to be seen i don't know if they'd care enough to do that yeah, I think it'd be, I think it'd definitely be neat. And I'm sure there's a way that they could do it, right? So, like, <clears throat> I'm sure that there's a way that they could go and be like, you know, like, probably not, like, per game. They're not going to be like, hey, this is the MAG server. This is the Call of Duty server. This is the, right, you know, right. whatever server. They're going to go, here's where we're going to host all of our online games. And it's one server or, like, a multitude of servers. And, like, you just stream to that if they offer it, you know. And I would hope that they would because, like, there's a lot of good games, especially PS3 era, that were out that were multiplayer accessibility. And the charm of playing those games were not just to play by yourself. Nobody plays Call of Duty to play by themselves. Everybody plays Call of Duty to play online and shoot your friends in the face. It's just, it's just what you do. Um, except for, like, the people who actually play Call of Duty for the story, but, like, even that's few and far between. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm just curious if they're going to do that. I would like to see... You ever play Croc? Oh, why does it sound familiar? Where you play as the crocodile, and you have to... Hence the name Croc. And you go have ahead. to, like, go save these things. He had the greatest punch... He'd be like, Curse splat! I and, like, do remember the that greatest voice lines, and it's Vaguely. so charming. And, and like you were like this little crocodile, and you got saved by these like magic people, and turned into like a humanoid, and then they got captured—not humanoid, like you're still a crocodile, but like now you're not just a like a regular crocodile. You're like you can walk on two legs, and like whatever. And now you have to like then they get captured, and you have to go save them. And, like, I just think that'd be, like, like the games like that, like, they have this charm, and they have, like, these stupid voice lines. It's just, like, like, I would love to see that on here. I remember Gex. Gex was good. I See, I played Gex on PC, though. I didn't even know Gex was on PC. Yeah, Enter the Gecko, man. 
He was great too. I loved how all the levels in that game were, were, yeah, but I love how all the levels in that game were themed. So you went into like, you went into like the level where you have to be like a spy and he's dressed in a tuxedo and sunglasses. Yeah. 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 And like, it's great. You go into the haunted, like the haunted level and like, he's like, he like makes, oh, you can't scare. Like, I don't know. I don't remember exactly. I'm just kind of like trying to remember, but no, Gex is great. I liked Gex. But, like, stuff like that would be sick to play. And, like, I, I don't know. I think this is fantastic. This is, again, what we've been saying for the last couple episodes, even with Nintendo Switch, you know, talking about bringing back, um, what did we say last time? Uh, N64 games are coming to the Switch now. Yeah. Right? yeah. Uh, accessibility and nostalgia. This is, like, the same thing. And it seems like that's what we're in the era of. Like, hey, like, and I'm curious if that's because game either, board, like, by the way. Not, not N64. I'm game, sorry. Game yeah, I'm sorry. We had <laughs> talked about speculating. We, yeah. yeah anyway um so i think i wonder if that's because they're like we don't have because i don't know if you've noticed but there's not very many games i'm like super stoked for right now coming out and i wonder if they're like hey like we need to put something out but we don't have new like exactly the greatest of new content fluxing in right now and that's probably in part with covid and in part with like other things too so like game developing time is probably taking a lot longer because technology is so much. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's worth noting that like, even when a lot of games do come out that get hyped, like, like someone was talking about on Twitter the other day, um, you know, what, what's that game that like we as gamers have evolved, technology has evolved enough that games don't hold our attention. Like they used to. We've talked about this a million times over and I'm sure we'll do it again, but um, I think it's true. I think there's there's not as many games coming out, and then when they do come out, we get so excited. We play them for a couple of weeks, and it just doesn't hold the way it used to. And I really liked reading his Twitter thread because he was asking people, what what's that one game for you right now? Like, what's that one game that you played that you didn't think was going to hook you like it did back in the day, but it did? And um, it was really cool to read a lot of people being like, you know, oh, for me, it's this game, and like I've never heard of it. You know, anyone mm-hmm. could shoot off Elden Ring or or um, something of of that caliber, and you'll get people that agree, you'll get people that don't agree. But it's really cool to see people being like, "Yeah, I played Elden Ring. I liked Elden Ring. I beat it. Whatever. I'm done." But have you heard of this game? And most people are like, "No, I've never okay. heard of it." It's a, I I don't know. Something about that is so cool to me that like. Because that's what I remember as a kid, right? Like all of my favorite games were the obscure shit that no one else had heard of. For some reason, those AAA titles get the hype, but not the performance. Uh, and look, I'm just going to out and say it. I did not like Elden Ring. I'm I'm that one weird outlier. And the entire internet's going to blow me up and tell me that I don't like it because I suck and get good and whatever. You guys can say whatever you want. I think it's a bad game. But I think it's a good game with flaws that make it unplayable. I think that's a better way to word it. Um, mm. I don't like games that don't have animation canceling because it's illogical in my brain. I wouldn't voluntarily stand there and let someone hit me in the head with a bat just because I'm obligated to drink a Kool-Aid. But yeah, I'm I'm doing what I'm sure some other people are doing is I want to play Elden Ring. You know, I'm, I'm on a note. I want to play Elden Ring, but I'm waiting for game. It's like every other Souls game out there. There will be a game of the year edition or whatever (laughs) and i'm just like they're gonna put out two to three dlcs for elden ring and i'm just gonna wait for that and it's gonna go on sale and i'm gonna buy it because like while i think it's enticing and exciting it's just like i don't need to buy it right now so So i just found something really interesting sorry to like we're we're starting to wrap up yeah we're gonna switch gears back in just real quick note right right um, and, and I haven't, while I am a PlayStation player and a Sony fanboy, whatever you want to call me, I don't ever go on to the PlayStation store because I don't have money. So if someone else is a PlayStation plus member and can confirm or deny this for me, that would be great. But it turns out supposedly the essential subscription plan that the base plan for 10 bucks a month is what people that already have PlayStation plus it's the equivalent. It's what you'll end up being put on if you already have PlayStation Plus when this rolls out, whatever. Uh, apparently, it's a downstep because according to this, if you have PlayStation Plus right now, you actually get three games a month, and this only gives you two a month. Oh, interesting. 
Um, so I did not know that because I've never looked at the games available per month. I don't care enough. But apparently I've had access to three a month and I did not know that. Yeah, this so this actually removes one. Interesting. Huh. So that is a downside that they have failed to obviously probably intentionally I guess, uh, it's put emphasis probably on. <laughs> it's probably intentional to get you to go to the next tier, right? Right. Um but yeah, no, I think I again I think this is great. You know, me and you are very sure. nostalgic people. Um a lot of our episodes and whether good or bad, a lot of our episodes end up love like we love to talk about nostalgia. We love to talk about our childhood and, and all the, the games core, that we played. And, and and you know, yeah, hence co-op couch, you know, going back and playing games on the couch with your friends like back in the day, right? Um so like we, we talk about nostalgia all the time and I think this is just another way to get that nostalgic vibe and that feeling and and access to uh, games that you used to play or didn't get a chance to play for one reason or the other or like played but then the next generation came out and it was inaccessible and you would like even if it wasn't your favorite just one of those games that you're like I'd love to go back and play this for 10 minutes just to relive this for a little bit yeah you know just to get that feel back because I remember playing it and like I really enjoyed it and then and then I never went back and beat it or whatever and then even as content creators a big plus is like this is a ton of games for like potentially free you know that you don't have to you don't have to buy uh you could download and stream that just increases like the games that you could stream and show it to your community or 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 record and 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 put out episodes on youtube or whatever it's just more stuff for free or for like more accessible stuff so i'm i'm down for it and if i had well i guess i have a, a ps4 but um if i was more of a sony guy i would be like all up on this so like, right. I imagine if you had the money, or I don't know if you know whatever, but you'd probably be going for the top tier and yeah, I mean downloading all the games and <clears throat> like I said, I I pay for it already anyway, and I think I think that's the one thing driving me right is like these these subscriptions always hit me with buyer's remorse. I have it, I don't want to pay for it, I stop paying for it. And then I get that obscure invite from a friend to play online and I can't play online because I don't have it, right? So I typically just let these run for a year and then get like two or three uses out of it. It's really pathetic. It's probably a waste of my money. But at least if I have to pay for it anyway and then I just pay a few extra bucks and I get this fat catalog, I feel like it'll give me use of my console. Alternatively, I do exactly what I said to you guys. Pay for it for three months and if I'm not getting the use, I don't have to pay for it anymore. Right, and they have, and or even if you don't want to do the three months, if you want to try it out for the one month, they have that too. There's right. no obligation; yeah. you have yeah. to resub. You know, I think three months is actually a good trial period because it gives you, like, one month you might be like, "This is the new thing; I'm going to use it every day." Right, but three months is more like, "How am I going to see this in the long run?" If you're using it every day over the course of three months, or like every other day over the course, then that's probably worth your time. So, and I think that's more of a good test period than one month because one month is, oh, it's novelty. It's the new thing. It's exciting. Yeah. But, you know. Well, and, and then you get the people like me that like, like your work schedule, my old work schedule mm. never changed. So right. you knew what days you would have to play. I have a job now that my schedule is up in the air. I mean, pretty much anyone in food service. Mine is a little bit different because it's event based. If there's no events, I don't work. So. I think three months is great by that standpoint because I pick my my schedule a month in advance, right? So if I get the one-month subscription, I can look and be like, yeah, I have plenty of time this month. And then the next month, if it auto-renews because I wasn't paying attention, but I'm working like every other fucking day, I might not get my money's worth. But if right. I just pay for the three months and I can get to it whenever I feel like getting to it, it's, it's cheaper instead of letting it auto-renew by right. that standpoint. So – if I'm going to absolutely – probably a terrible way to look at this, but if I'm going to fuck myself financially, I might as well do it efficiently. <laughs> like, right, right, right. <laughs> um, hey, you know, and I guess it shows how much like I thoroughly read the article, but uh, fine print at the bottom, the very last statement that they make on the article, if you still got it up. Yeah. Um, PC streaming is not available in Japan at launch and will be supported in a future update. Is that something they've talked about before, or is that new? What, the ability to... Stream to your PC. We've briefly mentioned it. I don't think we've had a conversation on it, 
but so it's not new. I'm just like my memory's just drawn a blank then. Uh I don't know how new it is, but yeah, I, mean, I think we've mentioned it before. Okay, so my memory's just drawn a blank. Okay, I didn't know if that was like, hey, with this you'll now be able to stream from your PlayStation to your PC, or like almost like um, we did that episode on Nvidia. Right and like yeah. what Nvidia? Um... That's when we brought it up. Okay, okay. Because we because we mentioned the the um the streaming two consoles. Okay, through that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's when it came. Yeah, up. that that sounds about right. That sounds about right. So yeah, I just I had just seen it. I was like, shit, is this new? <laughs> like, is this something like exciting that we should be talking about? Yeah, no, no, no. But no, if we brought it up before, yeah. yeah. So that's that's everything I got, man. I, I'm I'm excited. This is gonna be cool for for anybody who's an avid Sony fan or a PlayStation fan. Like this is gonna be great. Um, this extends the catalog, gives you more bang for your buck, so to speak, and and is gonna be a fantastic addition to any PlayStation fan. Um, but that's that's all I got, man. I don't know if you got anything else you want to wrap up with. Nope, can't wait to see what this catalog is. It may end up being absolute trash and not worth it at all, but uh, I'm that's not the case. Highly doubt it. Yeah, same. So honestly, so. All right, guys, the co-op catch at simplecast.com, upper right hand corner. You can find our Facebook link, me and Anthony's Twitch link, um, me and Anthony's Twitter links. You can add us on Twitter. Let us know what you guys thought of the episode. Uh, we're available on all major podcast apps. Uh, leave us a comment if you can, uh, or add us on Twitter. Give us some feedback. We'd love to hear it. I genuinely would love to hear feedback if you guys have anything for us. Um, am I missing anything? I feel like I'm missing something. God. Um, so, episodes every other Wednesday. Yeah, episodes every other Wednesday. And uh, until next time, guys, we will see you in the next one.